Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name is Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 15 where we are going to be talking about devs and never mm-hmm. rarely, sometimes always. So this is our first um, TV miniseries review. Normally we would want to stick to movies, but if you know anything about this show, writer and director Alex Garland did two of my favorite movies before this. Mm-hmm. And I think it just fit well. Very cinematic show also. So Yes. Yeah. We have those two reviews as the main reviews, and we'll see what else we watched. And then right after this show, we're actually going to be recording our Lord of the Rings premium. And we didn't talk about it too much on the last show. We actually talked about it in the Dark Knight premium. So uh, if you listen to the last episode, you wouldn't know that the next one's going to be the Lord of the Rings premium, which Jacob picked, and we'll record that after this episode. Turn up. Weird. So we got a beer. Who's uh? Oh yeah. Pick? Let's introduce it. That was me. Phase change. <laughs> um, Lagunitas. It's uh one of, part of their one hitter series. Twenty twenty. Um. The description is it says seasonally unexpected. We're born yesterday. Rush delivers fresh hop. It's kind of hard to read this. Fresh hop harvest to your buds. Yeah. It leaves our brewers questing for those holy grail flavors year round. It led to a new <clears throat> wet hop process born again yesterday, proved damn near divine. Today we're changing it further. This ambrosial nectar is juicy and hazy for a reason. It's unfiltered. Yum. So Lagunitas is based out of um, Cali. Petaluma, California and Chicago, Illinois. Um, we got looking at a 7.4%. It doesn't technically say it's an IPA, but if you know what, what happened, juicy. juicy I think actually, I untapped it. It's listed. Yeah, I'm one. sure it is. So, but yeah, makes, yeah, but juicy automatically makes me think of it. Yep. So the reason why Lagunitas, so they were one of the, they're one of the biggest microbrewers. Well, they were, I don't know if they sold out yet or not. I'm sure they I have. think so. It says, I think, I think they're, they're a macro. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, anyway, before, um, there's different, um, distribution laws, east and west of the Mississippi. So a lot of west coast, um, breweries were making their way this way. So like, for instance, um, New Belgium moved to North Carolina, Sierra Nevada has a one in North Carolina. Lagunitas came over to, um chicago so they could you could self-distribute more barrels Mm -hmm. um east of the mississippi so you would get all the product or you would sell it top dollar rather than selling it wholesale to a distributor than them selling it so you don't get as much so that's why a lot of them did that so they can max out more or they can get more money for selling their own beer so lagunitas Ready to drink this, boy? Did I say anything else? Oh, yeah. So, what hop ales are also... We can crack into this, but let's do that first. Yes. Three for three. So, normally what hops are in August, and it's just when they're the freshest, and they're coming right off... Um, but this one, why they're saying is it, it's different because they're growing their own hops in different seasons. 
it confused me at first because I was like, wait, maybe this beer is like from last August. Right. But it said 2020 series. So, yeah, it must mean I don't know when it actually came out then. But um, yeah, so what hops are usually later in the season. So it's kind of cool. That's cool label too, or whatever you want to call it. It definitely tastes like an IPA. Oh yeah, white hops tend to taste more are more hot forward tasting. Yep, that's what I describe it as. It is juicy, but uh, still hot forward. It's not like a M forty three. Yeah, not like a hazy IPA. No, not at all. And that's probably why they didn't want to call it. You can't really call it a juicy IPA because. It kind of is misleading. So that's why they probably call it a wet hop. Juicy ale. I like it. It's good. Cool. Either here nor there. Mm-hmm. Ready to start our discussion on devs? I am ready. <laughs> all right. Devs is created, written, and directed all by Alex Garland. The overall plot synopsis of the show reads, a computer engineer investigates the secret secretive development division in her company, which she believes is behind the disappearance of her boyfriend. So like I said, it's written and directed by Alex Garland, uh, stars Sonoya Mizuno, uh, Nick Offerman, Jin Ha, Kaylee Spaney, um, and Stephen McKinley. Oh no, I guess you should say Allison Pill too, but Stephen McKinley Henderson. I think those are the main characters yeah there's like six yeah it's a pretty small cast honestly yeah which i like yeah well if they were gonna make it more than eight episodes they probably would have expanded a little bit but yeah maybe the fact that they knew it was gonna be eight episodes you only have to care about so many characters yeah well yeah that's it's interesting because in uh an interview with alex carlin he said you know because this is his first miniseries, I said, did you ever visualize it as a film? And he said, no, the only way I could see this was like as a TV series. I think so too. It would be, there's too much. It had to be like, like the pacing would feel bad if it was as a movie fitting as much as is in the show. You would have to cut a lot of things. And I think everything in the show is important. Yeah. I think the message would have been lost. I don't think it would have hit as much. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been too Um, much jargon, I guess. So we're just freely talking about it, right? We're not trying to hold anything back, or are we just no, going for it? No, I don't All think right. so. All right, so watch the show. I'm going to say that right in the beginning. Like, watch the show. It's, I definitely recommend it. It is a very good miniseries, and it's exactly my type of show. <laughs> like, it was really good. Anyone else recommend or not before we just go all into it? Like, yeah, we can do kind of the same, said yes. like general thoughts, yeah, and stuff beforehand. Yeah, uh, like I loved it on a whole. There's a lot of themes and and stuff that you know we're interested in existentialism and you know this deterministic view of the universe that just touches on a lot of like very Alex Garland esque themes, mm. like in his previous works, Ex Machina and Annihilation, and they kind of say that this is like a like a, a good pairing with Ex Machina, and it is. For me, it's definitely his singular focus. So I feel like I like that a director like that can bring down to a show level just because you get to see a lot of things that you don't necessarily always see in TV. While TV is currently kind of closer to film than it ever has been, there's still a lot of things that you don't 
necessarily see in that in the more artistic way or avant-garde way that you would normally see in film and i felt like he injecting with those scenes and you know the transitional scenes that i'm talking about and not even just the transitional scenes almost every intro to every show was interesting and cool and different but also just the visuals alone who is the cinematographer for this? Was it like an actual like, to, big cinematographer? It's probably, I'm guessing they've collaborated before, but they must I don't have. Know. It was impressive. I got it pulled up right here already. Um, and even the styling, too, is something I really liked. It was future, but it almost felt retro future to me. I oh, don't yeah, know why I got that feel, but it was like a if, yeah. 60s version of future. I would, I would think more today. 90s. Yeah, I I'm just picking 90s. a random date, but it just felt like, you know, early 2000s. Or maybe even like Gatsby times of View of the Future. If you think of the game like Bioshock, almost. but it doesn't. No, it's not like corny future. It feels no, like no. very near future, but still the future is what it. I just meant like the design. For something about it felt retro to me. The yeah, gold, it's, maybe. It's yeah. Rob Hardy, the same dude that did both his other movies. Yeah, that's why. I okay, definitely could tell. <laughs> I want like Deacons to do a TV show. I want like all these who because this was impressive. Maybe he'll do yeah, Lord but I like Rings, the Lord of the Rings uh, TV show. That's Maybe. they're gonna need that kind of money to get Sam Deacons. Uh, or it's a billion Roger dollar Deacons. budget. So. Roger yeah. Deacons on a. Uh, what I was gonna say about TV specifically is yeah. that well, I feel like when they know when it's a mini series and they know when the start is and when the end is, it feels more cinematic. If you look at like long running TV shows, mm-hmm. they just have that lower budget feel and like. Plus, they are dumping money versus over fifteen seasons. Or they know they, they know that they're going to have that long, or they know they're going to have longer than just eight episodes to get a story across. And only you know, it just feels these eight episode miniseries or five episode even, however long they are, um, they feel more movie like because. They're just a lot more trimmed down because it was basically a movie cut up into episode episodic. Yeah, like you could make a five and a half hour cut of this, and it would be an amazing movie. There's movies out there that are longer than that now. Yeah, you know. Well, well, you could he could even split it up probably into like two or three movies. Oh well, it it doesn't work as like a trilogy like that. It has to be like one long movie or a show, but. I think it de- it definitely works best as a show. I couldn't yeah. imagine it really as a movie. But I also say like, again, I keep apparently Breaking Bad is the theme here. That is a show that constantly. I mean, it has interesting ideas that it. But I wonder if they knew like five seasons. Oh no, you can tell number. they definitely had everything planned from beginning to end. No, no, no. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're agreeing. You're saying like, yeah, they knew it was gonna be five seasons. The story was written. Well, uh, no, it, at, at the time it was on, it aired on AMC first, or it was always an AMC show. Yeah. They wouldn't have yeah, greenlit the, five seasons from they the like, jump. They knew where they wanted well, to end. The, not, the Vince Gilligan probably had yeah. a thought-out story. But well, he yeah, he it. knew exactly where he wanted to end. He knew exactly how he wanted to get there, and it showed. I'm just saying that's a longer-form series that still has that kind of like. But you can flair. you can admit that it doesn't, that this just how it looks compared yeah. to that. Well, Breaking Bad doesn't also, look like a movie. It looks very good for a TV show, but it yeah, still doesn't look like a movie. I see what you mean. And I'm I sure mean, the budget was way different because, like I said, that was an AMC show that got huge. I think that's like... Didn't The Walking Dead start after Break? I mean, it yeah. definitely started after, but like AMC started pumping out these you know, really high-ranking shows. Anyway, 
Yeah, Walking I Dead. I think Breaking was... Bad is like one of the reasons it got there. Um, but it doesn't look like a movie like this looks like to me. I see what you mean. But what about like Game of Thrones? Also, it looks very cinematic, but it still doesn't look like this. Like this looks like a. That's what I'm saying. I it's guess so weird. I can't. For me, I haven't watched many many series like Chernobyl on HBO. I've been, that I haven't looks seen it like yet. A, yeah, you can like a film. Movie. Like if you know, you can film a an entire TV show with the same equipment as a movie, same editing, same everything. If he he probably just took this TV show into production as if it was yeah a long but for movie. me this felt yeah oh this, yeah that's that was, this felt like and you didn't a have different movie. cinematographers you didn't have like yeah. i'm like even a episodes, lot of shows have different episodes writers, of breaking yeah. bad i'm sure there was different directors there was yeah. different writers for different episodes oh, yeah, there was, or, you know definitely yeah. but this was all this was one co- cohesive unit which was meant to be so that's why it felt like that like if game of thrones season one was like a book and you knew start to finish what it was going to be. They could have filmed it as right. a, co- a cohesive right. yeah. unit, but but it still would have been so long that right. like I feel like they know exactly what the budget's going to be. They uh, you, just, you know it's filmed like a just like a long form film, and he comes from film, so or you know directing Ex Machina Annihilation. Right. It feels very much the same. We already said that we or Jacob and I already said that we loved it, and so spoiler alert. We got a text after Josh watched the first two episodes, <laughs> and it, I, it was said it was bad. So now I didn't that say it was bad, you you I said, said it, it was hard to watch. It was, <laughs> <laughs> but now that you finished all of them, we haven't got any updates because I think you had to watch. Yeah, I haven't heard six it since you finished. I had to, I watched four and two. Both. All right. So yeah. now, now that it's done, and what did, what general thoughts? Because we haven't heard general thoughts from you. Um. I would recommend it not to everyone. I probably wouldn't either. But so you guys both said I would recommend. I highly recommend it to anyone. Well, I, I would recommend this to, to everyone because yeah. there's very much a vast majority of people that probably wouldn't like this show. Everyone should watch it. Yeah, I think that everyone, doesn't mean that everyone's gonna like right. it. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I recommend definitely it. recommend it to everybody. I would. Anybody I walk in. A, by on the street, I'll be like, "Hey, you should watch Devs." Okay, yeah, we get it's a it but can be a tough watch, but for you, I liked the concept. I think there was a lot. There was some very unnecessary elements, so okay. I don't think it was very good or great, but it was above average. It looked pretty, filmed really well. That helped it out a lot but the acting really brought it down no i don't think it was see i think that was part of it though, i think it was we have to get into okay <laughs> i want to comment on that right away here so i think have you seen any alex garland yeah i've seen annihilation all right i think the monotone like that was that was on purpose to create this weird like unnatural almost feeling to it like, well, I don't think it was bad acting. I think it was meant, I think it, it felt on purpose to me. Well, there's, okay. No, but there's I, only, there's You said be monotone. S- like, is that, is that even the complaint? Because there's only really two characters that I view as monotone and one of them I mean, would be like Ken I because guess, he's supposed no, to be that way. I and you're talking about Lily. Monotone. Okay, that's what I'm saying is what's the, <laughs> I, what's I guess the, like muted. Because you said that. You didn't Muted, that not monotone, but muted. They are, everything is not 
They're like excited. Overexpressive. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, there is makes... the guy who works, who's the homeless guy, you know, he is pretty. Yeah. But that's big. what I'm saying is that makes sense is because look at the people that are the most stoic or muted or whatever you want to say. It's all of the people that are like highly, yeah, highly intelligent may, yeah. people that are working at a tech company. Like they're the ones that are like that. And that's just. Maybe they're awkward. They don't have the social cues. Well, I mean, there's other theories well, you, as well, uh, but well, yeah, like they. There's no other characters. There's only one character that's not involved in the. That's well, like look at how they approach. The they same, approach everything with like an emotionless. There's only one. I'm saying there's they one. Take there's that only out of it. One character, two, that are outside of devs, or Amaya in general. Yeah. Right. So like you guys are just saying that they're all acting the same because. But they're all in the same. No, no. The, who? Company. There's two, the two characters. Are you talking about the homeless guy? And you're talking about Jamie. Yeah. Those are the two characters that are the most like emotional, emotionally yeah, driven expressive. in the um, movie. <laughs> emotionally driven or emotion expressive, expressive, probably. driven, expressive, whatever. Jamie was not either of those. Yeah, what? he. <laughs> okay, he was like so in love with her. Like, yeah, that, was, like he was all driven on like this love and just like fantasy basically that he's been he's been th- he thinks about her all the time you don't remember the bathtub scene bathtub scene yeah that's pretty expressive yeah. <laughs> i'd have to think of- he, oh the torture scene <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean come on that could be true that was bad that was the acting i don't think so. i think his character was like well we can the get into a theory of, of- of why so what's the what is the complaint again do we get down no, to what, i'm saying what's the acting the, just bad okay. there's a couple elements not yeah the acting is the biggest thing that brought it down um some of the the what about nick offerman he was i thought he was good i thought he was really good. um i don't think he was the right character the right actor what? for this role <laughs> and so I wait as- i that is something okay i have barely seen parks and rec so i don't have that same built-up like vision of no, him you just imagine just, the it's opposite not even just of parks this and rec, character though. yeah like it's not even just parks and rec like he just wasn't he didn't portray this role as well as it could have been with know. a different actor i just don't I mean, think that this is in his hindsight but i just don't think this is in was, his realm of um excellence like where he excels at and it kind of showed I think if you're looking from looking from stepping out of comedy because he did stand up Parks and Rec all that before this yeah I know. a lot he of also, comedy movies he does the sling commercials and that's what I'm saying this is is that for a, a mostly comedic actor this is was I thought he did really good yeah but he, there's there's fit, there's char- the there's actors that can that have that do the stand up that could have done a better job that come from the comedy realm that could have done a better job. I don't know. I had no problem. I had, when I was watching it, I had a couple of people in my head, but I can't think of them. I had no problem with him at all. No, yeah, I liked him. Like I thought he was... As one, I thought maybe, it was... I, I, think it was his, I liked his arc the best. I thought it was Lily or Sonoya that was... Like, she was bad, too. But that's what... I don't think she was bad in the end. It was her, mostly her, and I don't like... I didn't like his Russian accent that much, but I mean... How much Russian do I know, you know? I had no problems with the acting. Yeah. I mean, overall, I thought none of it was yeah, bad. But what I'm trying to say like is none said, of it was you guys, bad. You guys always do it like, if you like the show, you you guys will brush off. Oh, no. You can, not good bad acting it. just like stands out. That was, there's a couple, there's a lot of scenes that's really <sighs> It never out. took me out of it ever. It, yeah. There was like the first three episodes I was like, 
there was very that's why it was so hard for me to finish the series because well there's a the first theory that, the might, was, that might explain why it seems bad but like i but said it, you guys always not. have these like theories because you look up reasons why you're looking up explanations for why they're and there's not always an explanation you can no, just you could just be bad i, I did not look up any explanation but it's not about looking up explanations it's like thinking you know that director right he's not a he's a good director he's a good writer like so maybe he's above average like if you okay if you look at the lighthouse it seems stupid if you boil it down i'm not saying anything about like i never said anything about concept or anything i'm saying some of the the acting which is nothing necessarily to do with the writing there was a couple but i think that's why we're just saying that i think there is there it's intentional i think there is a meaning and just because you know it's different you can recognize when something's just bad like that is bad acting there's nothing behind it you can tell but sometimes like it's a style choice and i feel like that was this no case. but there was That's a couple no there was a couple yes. instances where like jamie's character specifically there was re- there was roles where he seemed like there was scenes where he seemed like a really good actor and then there was scenes where it was like very bad and that doesn't have to do with the direction that just has to do with some scenes he didn't see i didn't i didn't feel that though that's the only thing it's like i don't feel like it was ever bad and yeah i mean alex garland is i wouldn't say he's a great director he doesn't necessarily because his movies haven't done that well to be considered great he's above average for sure i mean ex machina is beloved by like yeah, but I Every mean, if you're looking dollar. up any other Metascores, all his movies are in 70s, which both of his movies are in 70s. And yeah, what does that mean? What I'm saying is to put it up to that threshold of like a great director, you have to be in the 80s. But when 90s. I think of like sci-fi so on only... a whole, like <laughs> he has got to be one of the best. I mean, yeah. I don't li- watch that much. Well, I mean, sci-fi, sci-fi is one movies. of my favorites. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. It's, it's not him in my, in, in my so I just had a discussion about this today. It's like sci-fi like this is what makes everything else look so bad. Like you look back mm-hmm. now, like I look back now at the last Star Wars movie, I'm like, wow. Like comparatively to like his sci-fi, like it's just I don't know. It's yeah, it, it changes everything. Well, his, it's so it, meaningful. His but, sci-fi is 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 like um um philosophers sci-fi it's i wouldn't necessarily say it falls in this in necessarily the generic science fiction realm his is a sub genre off of sci-fi because yeah like yeah. yeah he's another good like his he's amazing um alice garland's <laughs> themes aren't that would not wouldn't fall into the realm of tr- like a true well more science generic more sci-fi. science based his, sci-fi yeah. so his Less isn't fantasy, like his yeah, isn't about sci-fi. like fantasy fiction yeah his isn't his about is, like showing like this alien spaceship or this isn't he's not like other than ex machina who built the you know the clones but like or whatever they are the cyborgs or whatever it's a robot yeah yeah but but that's what annihilation saying, never felt stuff. like no, annihilation, annihilation is the most fantastic but of all. What I'm saying is his his elements aren't sci-fi elements. He puts these very deep thought processing. But I feel like that is science. 
Yeah, but it's more yeah. of like a philosopher's science. That's science, though. Yeah, yeah, but you could say science yeah. and everything. Like, you could make a movie about someone's broken knee and say there's a physical therapist and call it a sci- science movie. No. Yeah, it's science. Physical therapy science. Because it's a science. No, it's yeah, that's what you're saying. Like Philosophy health, isn't like what but you're thinking. What you think? Sci-fi. It, it has AI and everything in it, and like, yeah, but we have AI right now. Science is the I main part of science fiction. This is the most science-driven because it's based on a lot of well, real-world this, tech and computing. This one is specifically. Ex Machina is the most philosophizing, philosophical movie. Yeah, because it's based on because well, the science is already is established. They're not trying to. He he he's driven his uh, science to a point, his technology to a point where now it becomes a philosophy question of, you know, is this right? Is it uh, or is it is real? It are, you know, the yeah. is it a real person now that they have thoughts, feelings, and emotions, even though it's a robot? Yeah, but they have those feelings. So that's the most philosophical. And then Annihilation was the most fantastical, and this is the most like science, real world based. I think you could argue that this is. Just as thought provoking as what oh, I no, it think is. X oh, yeah, definitely. would be. So oh, that would be as your, much as all of yeah, this stuff. Definitely. It's, it's not that I'm just that's saying. That's why that. it's him, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, put it in a genre. That's that's why you can't really say that he's like can you really put him in science fiction realm as with your Star Treks, your Star Wars. No, it doesn't feel anything like those. No, so that's what I'm that's saying. I'm that's saying, your that's your standard. That's sci-fi. why I'm saying it's make it makes those look so bad in comparison. But it's not because they're they're different entities. Like he's not gonna, he's not going for the the intergalactic laser starship battles. Right, but I so don't you mean. Compa- I'm not talking like about story or anything. I'm just mean quality. Like the quality is so well, much then better. You're, then that's, uh, like, that's I don't also mean personal this, preference. I'm not There's other like, people that would watch devs or or Ex Machina and not be like, oh yeah, that's that blows Star Wars out of the water. Right. But I'm saying... Like that, some people, don't, I mean, he he might not be a better writer to some remember, people than Remember, I J. gave J. Star Wars is. the highest score of anybody here. So you're arguing from my point of view of what I argued with Star Wars. And I did rate it higher. But if we're like trying to say things on basically an objective scale, this is of higher quality. Like there is meaning behind this. Everything seems intentional and there's yeah, it's is a sci-fi thing. So it's like like comparing that to just like an entertaining adventure, but it's not I just meant specifically like the last Star Wars movie. Not is like it I gave it the you highest score. So I'm saying that would like knock it so much further back if I even want to put it in the same realm as yeah. this. So it's like I, I know I know what you're saying. Like if you look at we talked about the acting, if we were looking at how it looks, looks amazing for TV. Absolutely. Looks like a film. No. I think like, we're talking about the design and the production and everything, which I feel like in this is like so creative. It fits perfectly with everything. It feels like some of it some of the shots and especially I'm talking about the lab, the devs lab, everything in yeah, that. Oh my God. looks amazing. Yeah. And so you take it. So you'll say that's amazing for this and it fits perfectly. And then you look at like production design for something like star Wars, where a lot of the best stuff is just borrowed ideas from, you know, yeah. all the other franchises. There's nothing new in that. That's exciting. Whereas like you look at this and you are, uh, 
I was just like, wow, I've never seen anything like that. No, the whole. I'm not, taking, I'm not <clears throat> saying that it's taking away from it. I'm not saying like the Star Wars, Star Trek are sci-fi, and that's why this mo- this show is shit. I'm not. I'm not saying that that. I'm not even saying the show is shit, but I'm saying like comparing this to a your your cookie cutter sci-fi. This you would not classify this under the sci-fi right brand other than it being a subgenre of sci-fi. So then you have you have thriller, right? Then you have psychological thriller, which is a subgenre off of the entity. Like I wouldn't say that thriller. his movies are strictly sci-fi. I'd say it's more of like I don't know the subgenre what it would be named, but more of like a thinking <clears throat> a thinking right. sci-fi or like a philosopher's sci-fi. But I mean then you deal so, with bigger elements yeah. than just fighting aliens. Well, you're saying this that you're saying that that doesn't affect your thoughts on it. So No. But people can't go into it thinking that it's Yeah, don't think it's like sci-fi. don't think it's it's like you're going to see robots fighting each other. <laughs> this no. is this but is a very human then, a human sci-fi. I never meant like the that it's better. I just meant it was better than Star Wars, the last Star Wars. I mean, if you're, I if you're talking of like a easily. deeper thought-provoking yeah. writing script, absolutely. Like this, that obviously is going to blow that away. But in terms of like entertainment factor or other factors into it, makes a good movie. This is better. I you could argue. Yeah, was what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so what else? I mean. What else? It has to be more than acting that just keeps it from. No, I said we're there's, at, a couple, we're at there's a couple elements in. The okay, show so let's really get into those. Sense. We can and get I into would those. Have to, yeah, we'd have to kind of spoil. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we talked about acting. The production design looks amazing. Shot amazing. And can I put a special shout out to the beautiful, like, somehow? Okay. The score for one, like the music. Oh my god! I didn't even talk about that. Yeah, like we have to. We have it's to talk absolutely about that. amazing. Do you know who it is? No, I don't know. Ben Salisbury and Jeff Barlow. They did the score for uh, Ex Machina and Annihilation. And Annihilation is one of my favorite scores of all time. Like the 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 contrast in music that they do, like it's Amazing. so, it's haunting. And then at one point it's like. Whimsical. Yeah, like almost. Well, obviously the, since it's always the two guys, one probably excels at a certain yeah, area. I don't know the how they come one up brings with their in the stuff. other element. I it's probably I just be, want it like, like they're like yin and yang. God, like in, in Annihilation, yeah. right? Does the the guitar picking, and then it goes into there's this blaring bass. Like when it's you know when it gets more. I would have to watch horrific. It again. I yeah, seen it in a couple of years. Well, I listen to it all the time too, so I know. <laughs> and this it does the same thing. I think it's like a um, a saxophone maybe or what is it? What's the instrument that's you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. In this score, and then it goes to. Just that droning, the, yeah. Bass you're talking that about this show, <laughs> like, in the depth, yeah, yeah. I just every scene, so like that's what we should use for our clip is something that has yeah. that score in it. Because I was like, like, I was looking also the drone shots of San Francisco. That, yeah, that was I was looking cool. at them like, why do do I feel like this is like post apocalyptic? It's not like cars were driving. Did you see all the all the high up shots? So like the bottom of the frame was always like, or the base of things was always like glowing, like hue. Yes. You like couldn't see it perfectly. It didn't look yeah, like, like too something crisp. threw it off. And I'm like, these are normal yeah, drone looks, shots. It just looks, but they off. would do it with like some kind of weird, like it was all lens. Yeah. Filters. Like changing the filter to make it different colors, but it was so subtle. 
but not just a lot the of picture yellows. itself, but it was also like the score with the, and then I'm like, well, if I play this on mute, will this look as weird? Or is it like, right. is it because the feeling I'm getting from that eerie, like, like it would just, I can't, I don't know what electronic eeriness that was playing that gave me that feeling that I was seeing in the image. It was so good. Every one of those scenes of the of San Francisco. Oh, those were cool. I loved. Yeah, because yeah. it always looks like, yeah, it doesn't look like a uh, real city. Yeah, there's something weird about it, which Something's I think it off. connects. Yeah, we yeah. also have to talk about that. I didn't after. But I never the music really, was perfect. I never also. really got that vibe, especially when they did the fog scenes as well. Like it just yeah. felt like it was like this alien thing, but it was literally just San Francisco, like on a normal well, I mean, day. Yeah. If you get into it, you could, there's probably an answer. I mean, I, there's definitely an answer. Yeah. As to why it was that way. Yeah. There's because a thousand percent an answer. Framing and no, music. There's, and- there's a thousand percent answer and I know the answer. And that's why I, I think knowing the answer, it was like somewhat obvious, but well, I, and I actually obvious. picked up on it. Well, it's something that I picked up on, so. I, you guys always say, I've got it, so it must have been <laughs> obvious. We'll have to get into it. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. Do you want to get into like yeah. the themes? And Let's get into actual talks about it. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be long. Do you want to start, start with what you were thinking of? Yeah, I want to hear. Or do we just want to say what we each think? Oh, the, the, the total, what it means and, and I everything. think it's pretty cut and like the, the overall theme is definitely like all three of us can really like it was pretty much written out what by the end of it, what it was about. Okay. There's the main theme of is the universe deterministic or is there actually free will that we can change and change the universe and things like that. So that's like the main theme and that's, that's brought up through, um, Forrest, the founder of Amaya. He's, he basically is building a computer that can look at matter and work outwards through the quantum realm, I think, to so, give you a picture or a projection of the past or the future. Simulation. So to be like... They basically just say, can we look at the past? Can we look at the future? So trying to break it down into the like most basic things, it's basically like, okay, so atom, we're all made of cells. Cells are made of atoms, atoms or elements. Elements are made of atoms, you know? And then atoms are governed by physics, so how can something that's governed by physics that is mathematical law based, like you can calculate what's going where something's going to be based on physics. And you can do that with an atom. The trouble they were having is that atoms aren't, they do so many different random motions that it's hard to, it's not actually random, right? They also touch on that, but it's basically as by how many different combinations there are of where an atom could travel throughout space. So they're, what they were trying to figure out is how to find that because they figured if they can predict accurately where an atom will be at all times, they can figure out everything because at the basic blocks of human existence, we are just everything is made of atoms. So they that's the what the whole thought was predicated on, that you could know the future based on knowing where the atom is going to be at that time. Right. And they could see the past because basically reverse engineering that same idea of what did they do previously. 
And that's how Sergey, we should say, Lily's boyfriend gets into the devs program is by they do their first thing that I feel like the show does a good job of introducing that concept very basically. Yeah. So he does this project with two other people of, okay, where's this, uh, nematode, nematode, where is it going to move? How is it going to move? And we can predict that, uh, let's say 10 seconds into the future, whatever. And then beyond that, they don't have the computing power. So they figure out it goes 30 seconds, but it lasts. 10 right 10 it can synchronize for that long anyway this the point is that they predict they predict this nematode's movements and so he takes that and puts him into devs so he can have this supercomputing and really get into further back into the further into the past see more into the future and that's all builds up perfectly like going from that to the idea of how this is actually working how the machine is actually working yeah the the code or computer and so that that's like a big theme and like this is actually something i discussed with my friend eric toys on my table at instagram. on instagram he just hit 1100 followers so um but we talk about this a lot so like i kind of already have a, a foundation for my thought process on what i feel about this specific like instance of predicting atoms being able to predict the future so i kind of want to see what your thought process is like on that because i don't know how much you guys have thought about that before or even talked about it yeah i mean you're basically saying is it if it is what's our thought process yeah do you feel like that's logical like like i think of the scene when she's talking to lily uh i forgot the katie katie talking to lily and she's like nothing's random she's like well if i go to a bookstore you pick the one on top you know she's breaking down right that nothing's random that everything's predetermined and it's also based on the fact that you can predict that based scene on the there's atoms. one thing wrong with that scene that two that she didn't say that would have yeah so helped would have helped her argument so like but what do you feel about that specifically like the whole atom like theory in that way. I I think that that theory makes sense logically, but I also like. Well, I guess basically, I very much like this thought the the thought process of this, like how it's the duality of yeah, both um, a choice or free will versus determinism. Yeah. So do you feel that we have free will or does this seem possible? So I think that this, I think that my thought process follows the duality of like, yeah, there's a lot of elements that are predetermined, but I also think that there is free will because there is instances where like you just do, you, 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 you could pick between one or the other and you pick that one. And I think that it could be completely random. But determinism another, would argue that you did that for a reason. Yeah, but you can't like so. My my thing is, you said all all books printed the same. You go to the bookstore, you pick one out. You could argue saying print ten books at the exact same time, and then you pick up one. That's completely random because there's no rhyme or reason why you picked that book. Because they're all the same. T- they're all the same exact printed at the exact same time. You picking up one book is completely random. But maybe you, you picked the one that was. Do you know which? 
if they they were printed at exactly the same time or they were printed exactly at the same, the same like, time 10 printers exact same speed printed out binded put in front of you doesn't no labels black books you pick one maybe you pick one because it was your favorite numbers three and it was the third but one that's the, the whole scene that's that whole scene between lily and katie is she says give me something that's what give I'm me saying. a random act and she gives her random act like no well that's because of the air density that flip of a coin no, so the like, air pressure yeah, and everything. So like you could the also answer, argue in vacuum seals. Like the answer could be like you like the number three, so you pick the, the third book and that yeah, out of the ten. Like you also so, could say I like the number three, so I'm not going to pick three. But yeah, are you exactly. saying that the but it's not random. That's choice though. It's it's free will. You chose not to pick three because it was three. This, but that was just showing. She was showing there that nothing's random. Right, but if you pick ten books, you pick the fifth one randomly. But why? But or you could be blindfolded and flip. But what she was stop. saying is like there's a reason. Yeah, but why did you say stop? Like she's saying that you can always. There's always a reason, like a reasonable explanation on why you stopped there, or why you chose that one, or why it was never. There was yeah, always a reason for why yeah, you did it. I know because you. Oh, I'm getting bored. Or it took too long. There's a reason why you did that. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it was predetermined to be that way. So no. I mean, you're arguing what the show ends up resolved yes. by saying is that. Yeah, but I, like I'm saying, I'm, I, I was following the same concept of, I think I definitely fall in line of the so I think duality almost, I think of... From what the show says, it's it's easy to pick one. The real question is, does that is that change, your choice, is your free will occurring in one universe, or did you just create a branch and then where you're in another multi, universe... Then you're adding a multiverse, yeah. and that's a different... Which this show, that's a whole different they do universe. an it's amazing job theme, of yeah. portraying like the scenes. Every time they do a multiverse scene is amazing. The screen where they did the stuff and then they did it. Yeah. Oh that's my gosh, I mean. like, that whole scene was because it like, just shows like it start you start branching mm-hmm. off into different things. I thought and that like, scene wasn't very powerful. All of those are. I absolutely love that scene. Yes. Yeah. I think it was a little corny, actually. <laughs> oh my god, this guy. It's like trying to show. I get something what it was so complex. I get. Yeah. I get what it was, but so you I just got it. Didn't that. think that that scene was very strong. Wow. Why? Because they also like. You inter- they bring in these people that you've never even seen, nor do you even know, care about. They're just random people you think. You don't yeah. know who they are. Who are they? The, there are other people in the devs. You know, there's that many people in devs? You could see. I thought There's only two see. scenes, really, where they have like the whole team present. Yeah, but I think they were different people both times, too. No, they were in the so. room when Sergey or whatever was there. You could see them in the background. No, they only showed the main ones. Sure? Mm-hmm. But anyway, that exactly, doesn't but that doesn't matter. Yeah. I just didn't think that scene was very. I don't think I, it, I don't scene. think I didn't feel as much as I, as I could have. Why? The people I don't know the acting. Like he was going like, "Stop it, man!" And his hand was like all like, like oh, there was a couple of corny acting in that scene too. I don't know. I think it maybe it felt corny because he was doing something after having just saw it happen. No, the the way they acted and it was it was that was maybe. another scene where it was like the acting could have been better and it would have been more of a powerful scene than that it should have been. So, is there what's what are some other things that theme wise like we talked about determinism oh, yeah. and free will. So the, all those themes I don't have a problem with those. Those are completely. I loved all that. That's why I'm saying the concept was great. Biggest thing I brought it down was acting and the whole Russian spy th- theme. 
just felt yeah. added. It did not feel like I didn't like the first two episodes. You're like, oh, well, it was needed because how else? I mean, how do you Sergey st- wouldn't have yeah. been? Yeah, but it so, felt like he wrote this beautiful story, and then they're like, okay, how do we get that story? Like started, and it That's was just whole, like this. That thing is the whole driving like force and why she cared at Sergei all about yeah, it. But, a Russian spy but why so he goes into theme? devs he gets they killed. could have done something else not being a Russian but what <laughs> spy else? How, what would motivate someone a Russian to go, spy what would motivate <laughs> on. a young person to go into devs try and take their tech when they know they're probably going to die doing it what would what would motivate someone that's like the best motivator because and it it's built, topical right? and then it shows you're up saying, you're, you're saying it comes back again in, the, in the show he was not afraid to risk dying they had to well, that's what he was for. That's what he was supposed to. Exactly. So yeah, what, but what would motivate someone to risk their life for something like that? These people that have been in the in the Russian CIA for their whole life. And you see it come back later in the show. Too. Like it just works. That old. It just works well. Yeah. His no, whole that life, whole, though, the whole Russian theme, the the uh, the homeless guy yeah. being part of it. But he's not Russian. He was Russian. He could have no, been. He, no, he wasn't. He, had a, he, he didn't spoke have Russian. Yeah, you can speak Russian and be American. He didn't have a he Russian accent been, at all. He could have had he a perfect American accent. Yeah. People do American no, accents perfect. It's not perfect. He was playing as that character. So yeah, he I, wanted I know to that. That's that. what I'm saying. Right. But so then he when to, he was talking one-on-one, he could have talked in his native Russian accent. And he didn't. Why? Maybe he doesn't know, have an accent. You, yeah, if you speak you can't, perfect English, then like, do you... Why would you, to, would you fake <laughs> it in American accent and then go to your regular accent? That makes no sense. You would have practiced an American accent. I know, you would yeah. use an American accent. But People, all of my international friends would love to have a perfect American or British accent, but they can't. But if you could, like someone in this case does, why would they switch to a bad accent? They wouldn't. Yeah, but it just like, it was like an unnecessary, like, oh, I... And then I was another. I mean, you could say the whole free choice thing was brought up. He was brought up in it too, so you can't even argue that two characters weren't like involved in the same. Only one. Well, his was choice was based on on his building of a relationship or whatever. There's there's one point where it questions like the free will of you know keeping the gun or throwing the gun anyway. But that's not saying that was free will. One was based off like of just it's like saying his that that happened every time. He always helped her. No, but he said, I I was supposed to not help you, and I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah because the chance. Russians, he's not supposed to help her because he's going to give blow his cover. Yeah, yeah it's, I don't think it's connected I just, to like I just don't think that like that element, the whole Russian, the Russian spy element just... Yeah, he didn't co- know anything about what was happening. Removed and it would have been... But like, he had no, no idea what was happening at Devs. He was just right. helping her because he liked her. No, but why was he? He was he was sent to by Russians. protect Sergey. Yeah, and then when he got killed, yeah, he was supposed or he was supposed to stop him from getting killed. Also, he Sergey was a spy and gets killed by a bag, and he could have popped his the hole in the fucking mouth. That was a horrible how. With his hands were tied. No, they weren't. He well, got he's saying that he should have been able to take on Kenton. And whatever. also Kenton being a 65, 70 year old man. He's, he's not 65, 70. He's in his sixties guaranteed. He, he said he was like, he um, probably plays. He said he was like 43 or 17 years at. Yeah. But then they, they the, he was in the Maya military and, and stuff. They build it up. Yeah. yeah he, like, was, he was old. It's he was not like, like a, unbelievable though. Like I thought the worst. No, that was unbelievable. Mo- no, not, I don't. Anton I think Sergey, I think Sergey totally been c- 
could have been taken down. It was the other older Russian spy and guy that I was like, how the heck did that happen? Anton. Yeah, Anton. Who's obviously older than Sergei. Right. Sergei's younger, younger had the same training. Couldn't get fight They don't get into training, though. It's just they're just I know, spies. but you're a Russian spy. Like you're, he, you obviously need some like type Sergei of self-defense like, training. He could be in a this totally is different the new, part. This is, yeah. this is the near future, basically. What they're saying is from now or even before now, whatever Russian spy you're thinking of is completely different in the near future. Now you have spies that are smart and are just tech guys. They don't do training. Yeah, but you wouldn't say they fight. would have any self-defense how training. Do you, but how do you know spies even to this day have special Because spies right? are always military first. In the movies. Who said that? In that, the movies that's how they are. It, no, that's how it, that's. How, how do you know that? Because you're not, they're just going to be like, Okay, Jacob Soldani, you're a Why spy would they tomorrow. need to fight? They're not supposed to get caught at all. They and need self-defense. Why? Why not? What if you do get caught? Then you get caught, you're fucked. You have to at least have self-defense. What, what are you going to fight the entire you're, U.S. government? No, like, there was one-on-one. You don't think a, a young guy okay, can Okay, he wins that himself? fight. They know he's a Russian spy. Like, he's a Russian spy. goes back to Russia. He's done. Just Safe that forever. easy? Who's going to catch him? Who's going to come Even if him? he did. Let's say he did have self-defense training. Self to basic self defense training won't help you against someone like Kenton. They're so they're building him up to be this intimidating like, figure. Yeah, you know? he's yeah, like but the top that, CIA. But it's not like, believable. And that whole and Russian was, spy, it's the same thing as Mike, to like, like, too. You could have the one. Mike in Breaking Bad, yeah, he, he might be a little like, bit younger, scared. but it's the same thing. Like he's intimidating, and that's what you he's know, an Kenton expert. He's done this countless times. Like adrenaline for a spy, you have self defense training. The other Guaranteed guy, you do. The other guy's probably been, li- let's say he did have training, but now he's been living there for years doing nothing, whereas this other guy is a security guy. He's not doing does anything. You do know. You he know, he's been with it. Lily for a couple of years or whatever. He was for like a year or so, not even a year, I don't think. But from when they meet to. He was I'm three just saying, years like, at. He was only three years out of. You don't know any of this stuff, so you can't just like expect that. And then he they would. also said they made, they made it seem to Kenton because. He was also out of the game for X amount of time. No, he's been working security though. For but a he long was doing time. security. Security guard been, is an active duty. Yeah, but he's been doing. You but can he was. Tell how long doing, was that Maya for? Did it oh, say? Probably a long time, based on. Okay, so he was a security guard. He's the head of security there. He has to. He has to. Okay, where's the other security? Time. This wasn't the first like. You don't. You think he's going to handle every This wasn't the first problem? dev person they've had to kill. Like you could tell at the time that this happened. This had happened many times. Like. He wasn't surprised what he was doing. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you can assume he's probably been doing this a lot. Russia or Chinese and a Russian. Yeah. But you can assume that he's probably been like he's an expert in his field. He's been doing this. He's not out of practice. Like he's in practice. Yeah. But you could also argue the same thing about Sergei. It even further puts it in like reality. Because he was meeting up with. I mean, Russia and China are, you know, some of the biggest threats. So. In the near future, if they keep advancing, especially China with like technology and Russia, where will we be in that feud in the near future? Okay, it feels not, like it feels like a, they might try planting in the one place that is going to be the most important in the future. Tech companies, those that would be their plan. That would be the idea. I'm, I'm, also, I'm not saying that it's Russia against the United States. I'm saying it's Sergei against Kenton in a, a train. No, but you're saying spy. that you didn't like you're saying you didn't like the whole spy espionage thing. Yeah, I think it was. I don't. That's think what I'm saying. Is it? It, it makes sense. Like it's future. very topical at this time, and it fits the story perfectly. 
Like I what makes it? Just, it could have been detracted. You could and have, it's the driving you could ins- plot force. You could have inserted any I'm just wondering other what a thing better, in that spot. What a better like, jumping off point would be than him being a spy trying to extract information and gets killed. What's because without that, without him being a spy, who are you going to replace in his with him? She just starts. You well, know what I'm saying. She just starts investigating devs for no reason. She's but, gotta have a reason. But the whole the whole reason why this happened is you guys can't you guys are just saying, Oh, he probably doesn't have self defense training. But like he would have self defense training. Why? But why wouldn't he, Jacob? You you're These saying why wouldn't he? But you have no proof ever have you ever met a Russian spy? Have you ever seen a real Russian spy? So you're saying that you think you're they're assuming just gonna get based these on like movies that, that Russian spies are all military trained. I'm thinking I'm saying any spies. Are, How do you know any have, spies are militarily <laughs> trained? How do you know they aren't? I don't. But I'm not assuming they are. I'm assuming I'm not they assuming are. they aren't. I'm ass- yeah, you just, are. No, I'm just saying this guy got beat by a guy who you didn't have to assume he was good. You knew because it was obvious that he was an expert at this kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but he was this guy, they never Exima. gave any indication that he was a fighter but, but or anything. He's also, they made indications about Kenton being out of the game for so long because that guy, the security guard for, um, what's his out face, was like CIA making fun of Out of the game. Him. It doesn't mean he's out of, like, But he was, like, making doing fun of this him, stuff. saying, like, what do you... Yes, but you could see he does stuff that he doesn't talk about, like, out loud. Yeah, but you also have... Um, Sergey, you said you don't know if he's training or not. You don't. It it, you don't know if Kenton's training either. You do. He doesn't. You never physically see him train. So how do you know he's doing it? No, he just means like day to day. This is his job. He does it all the time. Yeah, and he's day to day. They talked about his training and stuff. But yeah, like Sergey was with Lily. Like they have to be so inconspicuous. Pete was a Russian spy. Guess what he did day to day. He smoked cigarettes. He fed pigeons because yeah, his day-to-day is dancing around he listening was, to the his guys. His day-to-day is but I need to be was, homeless. Yeah, but he <laughs> was just as removed from the game as Sergey was. Well, he gets and the he jump was on him. He to, caught the guy on surprise. You don't yeah, know if he, he would have beat him. He choked him to death. Yeah, you don't yeah, know if he would have beat him like face-to-face. But literally the scene with the bag. Or you see his hand right here. Look, you He's moving his hand. He could have easily popped a hole in the bag. That scene was horrible. I don't know. That's so like, and they like the other thing. Just besides how he gets murdered, even if you take that aside as being unrealistic, the way that it, the way they don't, they don't like. It's not short. They show like the whole time, basically. How long is it going to take for him to suffocate? That's how long we're going to shoot this for. Like just with yeah, the bag over his face. And I don't it's, think that did it's a lot more. Yeah, it's a lot more like horrific and unsettling. It, it was super visceral to me. Yeah. No, like, they cut away. But it's no, not like you saw like the bag going in. Yeah, his but they mouth. cut it away and brought it back. They went to Forrest. Forrest turned around, started walking away, and then they went back to him. But yeah, that's like, they weren't get, showing it the whole time. Which that scene, there's another a great shot which we got to talk about. But th- those are to show other things happening, and you know you have to show his reaction. Maybe that he doesn't want this, like or how you know Forrest is only doing it for one reason. But he's they try to make him not be like a total bad guy in the end. That's I mean, even at that. that time, he's like, it had to be done, but he felt really bad about it. You could tell. Yeah. Mm. And the shot that I'm talking about. So in the end, that's the line. They say, you know, the thing about uh, messiahs and they relate base uh, head of tech companies or people that work at tech companies yeah, to Jamie said it. messiahs. And then the, that was in like the episode one where he gets strangled. Right. 
and in that scene, there's a the the way they light the trees is basically rings the around halos, the trees, yeah, and the halo, and he's yep. standing like right under it. Yep, great, great shot. <laughs> I, the halos, I and it doesn't right come back till the yeah. last episode. Yeah, that's good. I'm like, what? Right when, when I saw show them, they show the rings. They just don't show them lit up. What? Right when I saw episodes. the rings, though, no, they like, do. They, they do. do. That's yeah. how they light the path. That's At where night. he gets killed. Yeah, it's under the rings of the. That's trees. what I'm saying. I said they only sh- they show the rings but not lit up in other episodes other than just one and eight. Oh yeah, yeah. It's good. That's a great shot. Yeah. And it's just yeah, I think a lot of there's a lot of setup and payoff. So there's one theory that is basically like the first time you saw it was just one version of the simulation. So in the end, they start living out or Lily and forests die so they they get put into this simulation or projection and that's what their view on life is so the whole theory is that the what you just watched was also a theory and simulation of just those same events over and over because she starts she wakes up with sergey and they start it's just how the first episode is because you can't watch it mirrors the, the first episode you can't watch this again and it's going to be any different yeah, in the beginning, you would catch things like, "Oh, that is like the same as when she yeah, but gets put into to say that it's in multi worlds and like you're gonna see another." But it's just a theory, is what I'm saying. Uh, is th- like that one, pretty much. But out. it's the same thing as the multiverse, like so, and then it even touches this, on the theory that we are change. in that there's it's more likely that we're in a computer simulation yeah. than actually living in a physical universe. Yeah, greater than fifty percent chance. Yes, <laughs> and it touches on that. At how the can end. you even how can you even calculate that? They did. Who's People they? Smarter, than me. smarter than me. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> it's true. But, yeah, but it, you also. I mean, it makes sense anyway. But again. But that's that, what this is saying. Yeah. That's like that. That's what this solidifies is like they even though the first version she thought. Yeah. Do you think that you're in a physical world when it comes around to the end? It, that could have been a simulation also. And that is also something I discussed heavily, too. It's like doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It what? wouldn't. Doesn't matter if we're in a simulation right now, because everything is real to us. Yeah, if you knew you were in a simulation, yeah, like, would it change your life? Yeah. How Why? So? What would you it, change? But it like every it would change every, it would change your entire mental state. No. Yeah. Well, for some it people, would, it, it would, would change. You're saying, it I'm would saying, change the world, as in if yeah, everyone found would, out that they were in a computer simulation, it would be yeah. chaos. But it wouldn't matter though. But it would be chaos. It would matter to you when you die. It doesn't matter to me. I'm telling you right, right now, like if we were in a simulation right now, I wouldn't care. I if know, I found out, I'm like, oh, cool. But that's you. Yeah. <laughs> like it wouldn't it's change true. anything because it but doesn't. You, but that's the, the people that these yeah. are the people that have already come to realization of that. Had a lot of people discussions about a lot of this, people yeah. haven't come to the realization of that yet. That's so to saying. them, it matters. So but if to you us, told if I, what I'm saying is if you told the world this is we're all in the same simulation. Oh, yeah, it right would mess the world up. Exactly. So it does affect you because you would fucking but I, get i'm not saying whether you find out or not i'm just saying right now there is a greater than 50 percent chance we are currently in a simulation I don't know that you could argue you could argue stats all the time it doesn't no it's not <laughs> it's it's a theory Every, the physical world is a theory theory I mean, really. is a theory you could say saying a theory. it's a theory right, yeah, true. saying it's a theory is i don't like you could say anything's a theory but i no, you can't you cannot. That's an elementary that's, view of science. No, that's that's no. Yeah, no. The, there's a theory of gravity. There is but a philosophers are all theories, and no, that doesn't mean that's they're all not true. a theory. There's, there's a hypothesis. There's plenty of 
there's plenty of philosophy. There's a people misunderstand theories. People misdefine theories all the time. What about, what about the theories time. in psychology? Like so that's not a theory. Sigmund Sigmund's theory. It's not the true definition. But it's of a, what theory. a theory. We, everyone's accepted it as a theory. No, that's not how theories work. You can't. You can't deny that there. There are. That's not how theories work. There are psychology. Work, there are psychology theories. Yes. Yes. But that's not a theory. <laughs> I'm saying because because you're because one person said it's a theory, right? No. Who created theory? What? Who created that? This is a theory. Like what? What? Who created the are fact you that you're what saying the definition of no, a no, theory? No, no. What you're saying. What I'm saying is, who said it that what you believe is a theory is an actual theory? A theory somebody isn't created belief. it, right? But somebody, but somebody said that this is a theory, right? You mean made the definition of the word theory that said that this exact thing right here is a theory and this is not. There is definitions of what a theory. So somebody isn't. said is. that this is a theory. Yeah. And this is not. Sure. So we have to go by what they say is a theory. But what if what if back then in a different universe, this theory? What does that have to do with anything? What I'm saying. It's why it's all man. The ideology of a theory is man-made, right? All language is man-made. Exactly. So who's to say that you're, what you believe a theory is isn't a theory is isn't a theory to somebody else in the psychology realm that says you're arguing this is my the, theory. You're arguing for the simulation. Yeah. Then. No, what I'm saying is you were he just started dissing me on when I said what's theory. I'm saying it's not it. Yeah, but because it was established that this is a theory and this isn't. Right, no, I'm saying yeah. Theory A but is that's a like theory. Saying theory it's B established isn't. what high means and doesn't mean. You can say high to mean goodbye, but it doesn't mean it means goodbye. It has a defined definition that we all abide to, and theory yeah, does but as well. That was also man-made. True, but that's irrelevant. So to say that this is a theory and that isn't a theory is the no, same as saying this it's is not a, though, because there is a, phone a difference and that's between. Not a phone. Yeah, a couch isn't a phone. So because even if you, you call a phone, it, it's, it's accepted, not. right? But you have to accept some things. Okay. So or what, we wouldn't so build this, ideolo- this whole ideology of free will and everything and is like you have no choice, right? You do. I believe you do. Determinism is saying that you have no choice. No, I, I believe in free will. And if we were in a simulation and there was no free will and I found out that the entire time it was all governed by my atoms, it would make no difference to me because... At the end of the day, I still think I have free will and I still think everything that happens is what happens. So cool. Yeah. I always view it like because the reason I never think time travel works is if you go into the future, like there's always. So if you look at the multiverse theory, like you're always the person that makes the choice that goes into a new branch that goes into a new branch that goes into a new branch. You're the prime. You're always example. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. But there that wouldn't f- be a prime. There would be. But start, also, the I very, have a question. Very start too. would be the prime. I just That's remembered. Oh, I thought you were saying you were the prime. No, I'm saying you're okay. always the one. You're always. You always feel like you're the one going right. off on exactly. all these branches. Yeah. And even if there's other ones, then that's a different you. And they all matter. equally believe that they are the original. Right. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm saying is like there the, was a start even though there is free will, like that would fit into the multiverse also, which I, I feel like they say that it doesn't. At one point in this, or Nick Offerman definitely doesn't believe in the multiverse, or he no, says that he doesn't. He said, I'm a tra- invisible tram lines. So that Until- was like, and that was the one confusing question I had actually is why would he hire Katie, or why would he want her so bad if 
when she goes in, he goes in to visit her at college, she argues for the multiverse, which he hates. So why would he want to bring her on? Another question before I forget. And I was trying to figure it out. Like where, so you, so they obviously saw that end scene where she shoots, um, what's his face in the Forest. eye? Forrest in the yeah. face, right? That was happened every single time. Right. They always but saw where, that happening. That when, they that saw. St- when did it start? So that's like because a, obviously there had to been one, like some she would have had to have done that first, for it to be to do it that way, right? Because the same simulation was every time, right? She chose to do it different. Then it became a different, yeah, simulation, yeah. But where did that whole origin start? Well, it doesn't matter though because the one there had to have been a starting right, prime but point. the one who started it was the reason why it was always the same. Also, there's a question: Why did they decide? To make Lyndon a boy acted by a girl. Oh, I saw that. It was because, uh, like, they, or is he she answers like trans this question. No, oh. he's just, he's a boy. Um, Lind- no, the actor's a girl. I know, I'm saying that the character's a boy. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I meant, like, is the actor trans? No, I thought, the actor isn't. I thought it was just the character was trans. I was like, this no, is a girl. The character isn't either. It's, it's a boy. A really? Completely, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was they asked acting, that. I was it's like, a very specific question in the article with Alex Carlin, but he says, yeah, it's just a boy. They chose a girl actor. Um, I think it was something about just how, like, they have, like, you know, the other guys, like an older, just Stewart. out of shape guy, yeah, fat guy that they use as a coder. Like, it wouldn't have fit to have, or they a didn't want to have, boy? yeah, like an older, like, oh, no, I could, they could have just done an actual man. younger guy. Got boy, but then like too young, like how are they? How are they this good at, you know, their position or co- or computer code or whatever? Yeah, I mean, there's, I like, mean, there's 19 year olds that look like young, like 16. Yeah, yeah, 16. sure, yeah. Now but, are they all? Yeah, I'd have to look up. She's the exact, all, that was also I would have a pretty to look bad up the actor exact too. Quote Lenny's from character Alex was kind of. I like Stewart. I think Stewart was my favorite character actually. He was the, like he was old good. sage wise. Yeah, the girl, I only know her from Pacific Rim 2, which was bad, so I don't know like how oh, great Lyndon? she is. Yeah. I think she's bad. Yeah, I wouldn't say she, she was, was amazing, one but was uh, like, again, we said kinda, I say every time she was in, I was like, Ugh. and they none gave of the her like, so much was power. Bad. Like there was fine or mediocre acting and really good acting, but none of it was bad. Like you're saying it's bad. Well, okay, yeah. It was like not, if, if it you was look average. at bad acting versus the acting in this really bad acting yeah. truly well, bad you, have, you would not say that they're on the same level of, you wouldn't even want to watch it yeah <laughs> it wouldn't be on the same level as this is what I'm saying so you have to give it more credit than being bad which is probably reflective in my score <laughs> okay well yeah we can let's say we can give it rate it like a movie but nobody better be let, logging this on Letterboxd oh I did IMDB yeah I do on IMDB, IMDB I too. didn't um so did you have other problems with it or nitpicks, I should say, because that's what they seem like? No, I mean, I wouldn't say they were, those are nitpicks. They were pretty big to me. And obviously, I mean, you could look at other things and they probably agree with what I'm saying. I even I, I, I just think that to say that they were meant to, but there was also like. Like you're saying that Lily, you think that she was supposed to seem on I think yeah because if you look at look at okay so episode emotional yeah yeah the last episode how does she she wakes up 
in the simulation and she is kind of like that stilted or whatever, you know, and then yeah, she gets like, to a point that, where she like death day. Yeah. She gets to a point where she talks or, to uh, Nick Offerman and he says that, you know, you're in the simulation or whatever, and this is the rest of your life. And so from there, if she is, if she thinks she's in a simulation, then none of this, like she has, you know, that's, she already knows that. So she's in, she just has muted responses like to everything and she's more mm-hmm. robotic. Yeah, but, but that's just a, a theory too. That there was also a flat, like there was very much scenes where she was extremely emotional and she already knew it was happening. Then she wouldn't be crying. Yeah, but it could be kind of like I reliving, think, I don't, reliving I don't think, like a death I think there over was and over couple again. Characters it matter. Like Katie was definitely meant to be. Yeah. Like almost computer like, no emotions like. But I felt like that's what most of. But them I don't think I don't like. think that Lily was meant to be that way. I mean, I think she I did think, on purpose for a little bit because she was I trying just, to pretend she was like schizophrenic and everything. But no, I no, but before you're that, you're saying outside of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying I'm not saying like her acting in the show acting bad. I'm saying like there was scenes where I was like, like there was a couple really good flashes of her acting, but as a whole, I think that she was as a main as a lead character. I think that she wasn't up to the standard that. Well, I think I wanted. The, there's like a theory that could explain it, or even if you just look at it on a whole. Oh, those those still, are actual theories. Those are just hypotheses. right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're well, they're <laughs> it's just true. Yeah, they're just ideas. What it might be about, and then the other side is that you know, even if it wasn't that way, even if it wasn't a simulation, I still because there are some expressive parts. I think it just fits well into a person that really thinks logically all the time, and you know, she started this tech company at a young age or whatever. And it's just more of who she is like, and this girl, also the actress, do you know who she is? She's from Ex Machina. I know that. Yeah. She's in Ex Machina. Small role though. And she's the humanoid figure in Annihilation, which is amazing. So I don't know how much like work she's gotten before as like a lead, but this was like, you know, obviously a main lead role. So she's also Japanese. Could be. I would give it some more. I wouldn't say it was bad or anything like that. Still, would never say I, I, any of the I, acting's I, bad. I, okay, yeah, saying it was bad was, but there was very there was some below average. If you put the show as an average, there was a lot of below average acting. I, didn't I, see I would say more below to average than above average. I, would say I think I it just fits this, any, and you have to watch yeah. more things like this. To I don't know. I got really, it. For me, it was like it fit perfectly within the theme. Like, I don't think any of it was below average. Did you say everything that you wanted she was to in about the too. themes? Yeah, but not a big role. I don't know. Not a lead. No. Mm. Themes, questions, posts. I know that it did uh, at the end there. So most of it was just going from the purely scientific multiple, you know, multiple worlds interpretation and the free will versus determinate, you know. But at the end, they did start to bring in religion more strongly, I feel like. Absolutely. Especially the... As like an allegory, but not... But yeah, not, so I felt not like... in terms of what happens. I mean, I think it was though, right? Well, I think it's taking like a... Re- I think it's giving a scientific view a religious angle. I don't think right. anything about it was religious. I don't no, think no, that no, no. they actually thought that I'm just saying that brought from... I thought it was from from before it was strictly based on the scientific theories that were involved, right? Not 
where and then at the but it's end still the science, even though that like they're comparing because they're comparing it to like this simulation is heaven this one's more like hell that's still a co- that's still a comparison to the actual scientific theory that this is a simulation that happens over and over again and one of them is bad one of them's good you know but like, not evil versus good i thought it worked well in saying that like the reason that you know they're I don't know if he's trying to or attempting to, but change like the minds of religious people to say, or to be more grounded and say, this is, you know, a possibility of if it's a simulation or the multiverse theory where, yeah, one is more like heaven and one is more like hell. And they're put into this basically randomly or every time she wakes up, whatever she's conscious for is random. Yeah, no, that's what I think it was. It was him trying to bring it in more in a stealthily way like stealthy way like oh by the way this also all kind of ties in together with but i don't see what his motivation for or because what are you like saying free, his motivation for bringing more, it what more, are you saying his motivation for bringing it in is because i know i don't think that he thinks that way based no off of i don't other think work. he's like religious that's what i'm saying at all but he did bring in the angle of religion which was less specifically stated throughout the rest of the series. Right. I mean, you can't, I mean, the, you would it have was to bring literally religion talking about angels, halo, Messiah. Yeah. And it was Deus called itself. Deus. God. Yeah. So he's yeah, obviously bringing in <laughs> the, religion. the reveal. That is actually the V Deus. is actually you. That yeah. was pretty good. That was really um, good. Yeah. Cause I didn't yeah, get so that the whole time. It's yeah. also like, I think, I think you could look at it as determinism being more of a science, like a mathematical I'm just saying outcome versus free will being more religious. I guess I have to be, if I want to be more specific with it. So like if you go purely from the scientific, I was talking about the physical nature of atoms and how they're not random that you can mathematically eventually figure that out. So therefore figuring out all the futures because you know how atoms will react leading. But then there's also the whole other level of God himself being omnipotent means that he's all knowing. Therefore, if he's all knowing, which they are now all knowing because they can see everything that will happen. Right. They're basically God and that they're omnipotent. Right. But then she's like, right. But says all knowing, all powerful. Exactly. And then she's Adam Right. Which also made the original sin, you know, ate the apple. So I feel like before that, it was more strictly based on the physical original sin. Yeah. Right. The physical. Yeah. They say that Adam's movement. But then also you're like, oh, actually, also he's trying to tackle the whole that God being all knowing means that you have no free will because otherwise, if you did, that means he wouldn't be omnipotent because he wouldn't know what you're going to do, which means that he doesn't exist. Right. It's an Epicurean, whatever theory. Yeah. Argument. Epicurean argument. There we go. It's not like, I don't think that that whole argument isn't in this, but no, it's, saying but it's that, like, brought up at the end there. And that's why I was saying it kind of seemed like you have bringing to derive another, that from this. It's not heavy handed that way. Yeah. That's I don't fair. know. I feel like it religion played a pretty decent sized portion of this. I just think that they're mentioned. The argument is there yeah. the whole time. I think just there It doesn't ascribe a it doesn't ascribe determinism or free will as being 
It doesn't one say one is right. religious and one isn't. The show doesn't say. Yeah, that. but no, just but, knowing. but the themes itself of having the halos of having Deus, the Messiah, yeah. Messiah is like also. Oh, actually, in the they, background, the Christ, this whole t- they actually saw Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's Jesus like of Nazareth hearing him talk. They yeah, they heard in Aramaic, which is how the Bible. So for me, it's like yes, that was never directly stated. That was never like like as intentional feeling. But it was definitely, I think he was thinking about the whole time and with all his images and stuff being like, oh, this is actually one more level that you guys aren't seeing is that, you know, so do you think whole, he's taking a stance as he's saying that deterministic versus free will is he's saying that free will is real. And that's also going against that concept as well as the scientific he's saying concept. free will is real and regardless not, and of science religious. or religion. religion. He's right. saying yeah. we have our own choice either way, regardless of either. It's not based on Adams because she broke that by not following the logical right. that was thing that was going to happen. But also the original sin of disobedience with the apple. Yeah. So, so that saying, leads into yeah. perfectly like the question that a lot of people have is why does why is the simulation always correct? And for but for her, it's not correct. Yeah. So that is something that I don't have an answer for. I don't know what she is supposed to be. The only thing that I saw or thought of is that the people, all the people that see the simulations are the people that work in devs, right? Because it's super top secret. Mm. It's basically in this underground or just above ground bunker. And it's a gold, like the speaking of the, of the design, this gold cube that floats in midair suspended by electromagnets. Because why not? Yeah. 13 feet. Because it looks amazing. Because it looks so city. cool. <laughs> Sets up the end. Anyway, so this this whole place is super top secret. The only people that see the projections are the people that work there, and they're the ones that are fully bought in, and they fully believe in this project because they're, they're working on it. You know, they think that this is possible. They're the ones doing the work to make it possible. They're fully bought into it, so just something, some, they're not, you know, they always will follow it to a T. Not that it's like... <laughs> Something they have to mimic, but like she's the one she goes into it saying, oh, okay, I want to break their their projection. All I have to do is not go to devs. And of course, she ends up going to devs. But that choice still happens in the end where she throws the gun instead of shooting him in the face. Right. But in the end, they still end up. Well, because Stuart dying. Yeah. So there's just like because like it's like so did she really change anything, though? Right. She didn't. But the way that it got there was a different was different. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that also, kind of goes into a lot of like time traveling things too. It's like, yeah, you can change that moment, but it will still happen. Right. Um, also the, the different skylines, I think we're touching on multiverse because I think at the end when she, he's talking to her and they're going through the different worlds are all the same filters as the skyline mm-hmm. views. Cause it was like, there was a foggy one, which would have been yeah. a foggy. And there was like a really yellow, like almost looking like it was on fire one. And that would, they would show the city being like maybe on fire. I think that was why they filmed it. The cities differently. So you're saying they're even better than I originally thought. <laughs> I mean, you could argue it was better, but you have any other thoughts? No, I mean, I think can. that's enough, right? <laughs> yeah, we're we're starting to touch on other things, not the show. <laughs> well, I mean, but that's the show brings up, up this, uh, this argument, but at the end of the day, we are. I just think it's a show, show that will have me thinking more than most movies 
definitely any other TV shows. And it's something that I think will go get better on a rewatch rather than most TV. Like, like I said, you only watch it for the plot and then you're done with it. This isn't, this isn't something this one, that I would watch. Like, just I feel for the plot. like I miss stuff. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I feel like rewatching it would just solidify more things, give you more thoughts, allow you to dive deeper, all that stuff. Yep. Do you want to? Okay. So we said that we would uh, rate it, not log it on Letterboxd, but if you had to rate it, what would you, what would you say? I have, I just seven out of 10. So three and a half. Cause IMDb is out of 10. That's good. Above average. That would be lower. I said above average. That would be a six. Yeah. <laughs> By definition. <laughs> no, I, the acting brought it. The, the things I talked about brought it down three points. This is hard for me. Oh, man. You want to go can, 10, but you're like, you no, can it's only not do perfect. Are we yeah. doing IMDb out of 10? Or are you doing? I'm going to do. Yeah, it would be four and a half. Four and a half. That's what it is for me. Yep. With Nine definitely the possibility of going up. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I don't think it was perfect, but it was right. amazing. Right. Yeah. Above average. I mean, yeah, also, but way above average. Uh, let's get into our next review. Never rarely, sometimes, always. And let's take a listen to a clip. All right. So I'm going to ask you some questions. They can be really personal. And all you have to do is answer either never, rarely, sometimes, or always. It's kind of like multiple choice, but it's not a test. Okay. Okay. In the past year, your partner has refused to wear a condom. Never, rarely, sometimes, always. Sometimes. Okay. And your partner messes with your birth control or tries to get you pregnant when you don't want to be? Never. Rarely. Sometimes. Always. Uh, Never. Okay. Your partner has threatened or frightened you? Never. Rarely. Sometimes. Always. Why are you asking me this? Okay, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always is directed by Eliza Hittman and it's written by Eliza Hittman and stars Sidney Flanagan and Talia Ryder. Uh, Okay, a pair of teenage girls in rural Pennsylvania travel to New York City to seek out medical help after an unintended pregnancy. What did you think of Never Rarely, Sometimes Always? I really like this movie. And I don't want to say like so much, I guess. It's like almost a bad word for it. I respected this movie greatly and I think it was extremely powerful and almost hard to watch. So I don't know if it's necessarily something I want to watch again, but it was very, very well done in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Um, It definitely is. Yeah. I basically agree completely with Jacob saying a lot of things, uh, a lot of important things and yeah, it just comes away. Like it doesn't come off as too super preachy or anything about it's these not pretentious issues. It's just at all. one yeah. story. And through that story, you're seeing all of these different things. Yeah. It feels so real. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I loved it too. Yeah. Um, the time, the pacing was awesome. I mean, I didn't for one second was like, how long was How it? How long? Hour it's an hour 48. 40. Okay. Hour 40. Yeah. I don't even know. 
Um, flowed right along. Acting was really good. Writing was amazing. Um, like, it, like it didn't take too much of a stance on anything, but flirted with some um, dicey elements, I guess you could say. But overall, I, I, after watching this, I definitely want to see her other two movies now. Yeah, Eliza Hitman's because. Yeah, so she did Beach Rats, which I loved. Beach Rats, and then this is on Hulu, and then also it felt like Love is on Prime, and that's her. That was her first one. Also, um, Cindy Flanagan. This is her uh, acting debut. Both of them, really, and yeah, yeah. Talia is also now on a Steven Spielberg's adaptation of West Side Story. I just read that, and then the other guy is French Canadian. And he's only been on. He's done a lot of French stuff. Yeah, French movies. But yeah. he hasn't even been on anything. But um, the yeah. only real, the only actor that I knew was uh, Goddard. Uh, what's his? He's from New Amsterdam. The dad. Oh, I've never seen Ryan, it. So. Ryan Eggle. Oh, the Eggle? stepdad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't recognize any. <laughs> he's from movie. New Amsterdam. Yeah, he I didn't. Has been a couple <laughs> at all. other things. Um, um, but yeah, extremely well done. So I thought like how it was shot, also like. Everything is up close and personal and Oh yeah, and it felt yeah. like it's supposed to be that way, right? It's a very, very intimate story like about this girl who, you know, is seeking out an abortion after she gets pregnant and she can't get it in her home state because it's illegal to get there. She has to have parental consent. I wanna say I loved that part. That was yeah. such a cool it, that was such a good nod because like uh it's a controversial topic, right? So like just the difference at the state yeah. level. And I mean, just pro-choice poor life, you know, the whole thing. Very state to state. Yeah. Like sometimes you, you know, you see where people are really, the states are really fighting for the like pro-life. So they like in apparently Pennsylvania or wherever, right. where they make it more difficult versus like somewhere. I mean, Michigan, I don't think it's that difficult, but or California or something like that. And just like looking like trying to put it, the camera work and everything itself also does really well to help put you in the position of the character, even though we definitely have no room there. But like, I think that like you can remember being young, right. And you can remember like, like what that would be like on you, like being under your parents and thinking, what would they feel about this situation trying to hide that and going so far for something like this? And I thought that scene was such a powerful moment. <laughs> She's just trying, you know, freaking out, you know, it show, that one scene, she looks at her stomach, knows it's getting bigger and yeah. all that. Yeah. It was so well done. Just so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't realize that until like later, I mean, I look the when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, she thinks she's like too fat or whatever." And then you, yeah, I thought that. it was gonna be like just a <laughs> yeah. tradition. And then you're like, I, "Oh, okay, it's actually." I had no idea what this was story. coming into it. Like, I didn't oh, read anything like, before. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> at all. so oh, really? I didn't yeah. know. Oh, I didn't know at all. So when she was singing in the beginning and the guy was being like a jerk, I'm like, "Oh, so it's gonna be like a teen movie, coming to yeah. age teen movie." I thought it was gonna be her trying to become like a famous singer or something. So that's how far <laughs> off I was. And then like. Yeah, she looked at her stomach. I'm like, oh, body issue problems. I'm like, that's a, you know, that's a real thing. And especially in teenage years, so like, like having that bad perception of yourself. So I'm like, okay, oh, okay. She's probably, oh, that that guy in the beginning. Oh, 
oh oh <laughs> just like yeah totally took a different turn yeah, a lot of yeah a lot of things kind of cascaded. but i loved that start thing because it's so real you're going about your daily high school life like worrying about your daily high school stuff and then this thing that's always in the back of your mind like it was portrayed in the back of ours by not being the so obvious like comes to life but it can change everything and you felt yeah like expect you probably felt like her same like oh shit yeah because you yeah. didn't know you didn't know coming i see i knew coming in so no i had I no say idea detracted from it but yeah what you like you finding out she's pregnant yeah she well, found out when she was pregnant well at the it same settles time. in and has to settle in because like if you don't know what you're in for even just the way the movie is like okay obviously it's very much just her story and her journey and her journey that's why it's so intimate and close like if you go in thinking it's going to be like this basic coming of age story where, you know, it's not as intimate, then, you know, this is 100% an intimate journey with her just from what happens to her and to through the phase of trying to get an abortion, which you see is really hard and can be really hard to do. And I think it's commenting on that a lot. I think this is very much like a pro-choice movie where it's saying, you know, this she wants she has this choice. She wants to go through with it. It shouldn't be this hard for her. And then, like, even if you look at the clinics, right? What if, if you the, look at the scene when she, like, asks she about shows, it, she's like, here's the video. Yeah, here's this video. <laughs> yeah. And then it's even funny. They throw this diss at it when she goes to Manhattan at that clinic. She's like, what clinic did you go to? And she's like, oh, this just this, you know, small one doctor clinic or whatever. And they and lied just, about yeah. that. Well, that was well not lied. It's just that they are not as good. Like, she's saying that this lady isn't as smart or whatever or doesn't have the right testing. I mean, she doesn't over-the-counter she comments on that. Oh, is this is this from the supermarket? Like I could have done this myself. Yeah, she's like, yeah, it's self-administered. But it's just commenting on like how that clinic is like less smart, saying you know trying to make this argue pro-choice or pro-life. Yeah, argue against yeah. pro-life. Yeah, and even the title. No, I'm saying the clinic is like the oh, clinic yeah, that isn't are, as yeah, is yeah doesn't have as accurate results is the one that's arguing pro-life. Well, did the you also that's super accurate? Did is, you also notice the clinic in Manhattan was Planned Parenthood? Better. Yes, it's explicitly right. said it though. Yeah. Did it? Oh. Yeah, she I said, saw it on the. She said imp- Planned Parenthood. Uh, she brings it up. Yeah, the name. Right. Yeah, and then the title. Which speaking of Planned Parenthood, that title was, wow, never early, sometimes always. Yeah, yeah. so it's part the of that. Was perfect. It was so like during the counseling session, like yeah. that whole scene. <laughs> yeah, because like there's, it seems like there's a lot more there to. Like we don't get answers. There's more there to to get, but like you don't, it doesn't give it to you. You just the only thing to take yeah, from it is that the only thing to take from it answered. is that she has like a messed up life or yeah, or you're child right. Or yeah, whatever. she did the answer to the last like two or three questions. Right. Yeah. Um. But what I was wondering is, like, is that I wonder if that was an actual Planned Parenthood counselor. It was really well done, wasn't it? Because like oh, I was looking the through the acting like credits non, and it didn't like actors. There was yeah. she was not an actress. No, like there was no actress. when I was listening to that, I'm like, this person must have been medical because it's exactly like, kind of like reading the exact script or like she was legitimately uh, was thinking, really good. like yeah. acting like that's exactly like how like you would be trained in that situation. Like if you ask yeah. questions and stuff, like it felt like a real counselor. Like I forgot even the name of the specific way of doing it, but. Like that's how you're taught. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this movie probably had a pretty, pretty low budget. So they probably just got a real, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, two two first time actors and then probably a lot of non-actors. Cause she did not like, 
it felt way too natural to be like yeah it felt like, really I felt good. like it was a or real she's counselor. just a really good a- yeah, actress unknown actress never, that, yeah yeah it was really well done yeah like, anything else I mean, uh, about that specific scene or other themes that I think were in it. Because, or just like things, yeah, things about the movie, anything else you want to bring up? Well, I thought that it also like not only what, like obviously the abortion was the main topic there, but, and then like you touched on it a little bit, but like the other girl who, the other main character, right? The cousin, what was her name again? The cousin. Uh, Autumn and. <laughs> was her name in the movie? Skyler? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. It yeah. was. It yeah. was. She says it a couple times. She yeah. called her Sky, and then okay, she says, yeah, that makes sense. She um, when she texts her mom, she says, "I'm hang- I'm going to Skylar's house." Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So like, it was kind of showing Skylar. her struggles too. Like, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying is the biggest theme is like a female struggles. Like, yeah, definitely because like you saw like whenever they hand in the till, you know, the guy kissed their hand. Yeah, yeah. right. And he goes, like, I'll be lonely without you. Or when she yeah. was like renting up the cash register and the guy's like, Hey, we got a party tonight. Like, yeah. Just and then like on. that one, the kid, I mean, he's a young guy in New York too. Right. Right. Which I also thought was good 22. because like, like it must've been the way it was framed. Cause it wasn't necessarily what he was saying. That was that weird. Right. Or like overt, but like you still felt uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, I felt like they went for so the idea that like you're he's saying something so weird that she's definitely going to pick up on it. Like Autumn's going to pick up on how weird it is. And just, you know, the way like I know what you're saying, but one of my main only problems is like how it was it didn't feel like heavy-handed, but just the repetitiveness of like every person or every is guy they met guy. was bad. Yeah. Every guy they met was bad. Because, like, you think, like, I thought the idea was that in this rural town, a lot of them are that way, just creepy guys. But then you go to New York. And then they go to New York and they find, like, a normal guy. But they treat him like a bad guy because that's what they're that's used they to. Know, yeah. But then he ends up being a bad guy. I was like, oh, I think it might have worked better though? the other way. I don't, I, mean, I don't think, I never got the, like. I mean, he did end up helping them. And when she walked up, so she walks up to them, too. And all they're doing is making out. It's not like yeah. he's raping her. Or yeah. And but, then he says, you know, like, but she also. Later. Yeah. She and she him. was, I mean, she I guess that's, was that's initiating true. and stuff. Yeah. And she lied about her age and stuff. He wasn't necessarily doing, he never did anything wrong from his perspective. Because yeah. he didn't know that's how old point. she was. He didn't. He thought she was into him. She was using him. I guess the way I read it was like that. That in the end, he is just a creepy guy. But it shows what a guy will do to get to that point. Yeah, like he'll seem like a nice guy and do all these things up to this point, and then he no, wants I think, this. I think he was just acting like a twenty-one-year-old. I think the end. I think guy. the end reveals that he, that's probably what he was doing because he wasn't getting like aggressive with her. All no, they were doing. He was didn't push. Any, he just said, "Text me." Yeah, and go ahead. The money's fine. Even though she didn't really want it, she didn't yeah. say anything to make us and that's that why way. i was she saying was that's why I, right. I thought it was like done so well because like he wasn't necessarily saying anything wrong which like maybe we as men have done like we don't think we're not saying literally anything wrong but you still had the bad feeling the bad intention feeling yeah behind the words that were actually being said and the actual things that were even done yeah and I, that's why I thought it was so effective because I felt uncomfortable, even though like nothing necessarily was that bad. I still felt uncomfortable as if I was in her position. Well, yeah. I definitely felt uncomfortable, but yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think it was actually well done because he wasn't really a bad scene, guy. The, the even scene at the where end. she yeah. reaches and they 
they hold hands and she's making out. Yeah, that was yeah, that powerful. was and then yeah, know, that scene. Because like she knew she was doing it for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything she was doing for her. Yeah, I thought that was another dynamic that was I really want to touch on. That was great. The between those two. Yeah. Like that was so strong. Said, it was so realistic. Too. Somebody? I know the best part. Like she supportive. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and um, she says like when they get to that point of this is taking a long time, they've gone through a lot or whatever. And she says, um, she says, you know, you can go home if you want to. It just feels like a normal tiff. Like when you spend too much time with your yeah. cousins and you get sick of each other and then yeah. you have tiffs and like, like it felt real. That's why I thought that was good. I thought that was even good because it could have been felt like the typical, like, okay, then there's a fight and they have to make up thing. Right. Yeah. But it, yeah, but it didn't wasn't. feel like that. It felt completely just realistic. And then yeah. they didn't even like mention it really like afterwards. They're just like acting normal again because that's what you do. Well, yeah, yeah like, she, she like told her like fuck off or something. Right. Yeah. And then she walks to the other thing and then goes to the bathroom and then she's like sitting there thinking and then she walks in the bathroom behind her and she puts makeup on her. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, like that was great. That was so effective. We're in this together. Like Like she knew she understood what she was going through. They didn't say a word either. Yeah. You don't have to. That's why I felt so real. The actual connection between them. Yeah. The dialogue in the whole thing is pretty minimalist or like very technical. Like you were saying between a, a counselor and them and the way that they get across their whole Emotion is through just uh, expressions on their face and stuff. So, yeah, that scene that where it was just good. filming her like pretty much the whole time asking the questions. Yeah, yeah, you, that like, was you just that's how you see her break down. Yeah, that yeah. was so good. She was so like <laughs> yeah. stoic and like she never like, like really guess, broke down this whole time. I mean, she was so like apathetic to everything. Like obviously it's not, but she almost seemed like a like no emotions. But like I felt that even more like because sometimes people don't want to answer the question that you ask. But you still have to get the answer because you need to know. Right. So like that was just really she good. asked and she didn't answer. And then she like, yeah, obviously knew like what the answer was never, rarely, sometimes, sometimes always, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was so, so that that was a little effective, too, because like I've been in that situation where as you know, like where I'm working with the people who are don't want to necessarily hear your information or what you want to say. But you still have to get the answer. So like I like that yeah, too. She was that. so like yeah, like she had. It was such really a good. Hard exterior too. Like mm-hmm. you could definitely tell she had like been hurt, and she just has this wall up, and she barely, very rarely lets it down. And even like when her cousin asked her questions, she was like, "How'd it go? Good." Yeah. Like she doesn't really like ever expound on what she's actually feeling but you can just yeah tell the camera her angles and her and, and yeah. when she's by herself you can really see her like her true emotions and it's yeah it's pretty awesome it was yeah yeah and like what i was saying about just going back to like how it looks like because it's so up close and personal yep. like it doesn't feel it doesn't look like amazing like super cinematic or anything it's more like meant to be personal yeah, personal, so... Handheld. Yeah, very handheld. That's how it looks, but... Muted. Very muted colors. Anything else to add? Mm-hmm. Do you want to rate it? Yep. What would you say out of five? I gave it a four and a half. Yep, I gave it four and a half. Actually, I did my first uh, out of a hundred, and the review, oh, I gave it a 95. There you go. No, yeah, I said four. Yeah. Oh, I thought we all agreed again. Like, Close. I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe I would have to rewatch it. There, the it's only just thing like a that feeling. got it to me is just the fact that 
I don't know. Not all the time. The pacing felt perfect to me. That's what I was going to say is the one thing was, I think the timing and pacing, like I think it could have been quicker. I, I, I think it was pretty quick. Yeah. I don't think you also, I don't pacing like I didn't feel long because they were spending nights like not sleeping. Yeah. And they put, she put the makeup on her eyes because they hadn't slept in days. Yeah. And then so also like it's meant to feel like also long, mine was but I didn't kind feel of, like it was too yeah, long. Yeah. What Kyle was saying where it's just like, <coughs> sometimes it bothers me when movies are just like bad, 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 bad. Like thing, it's like, okay, I already feel sorry for the person. I almost feel like you're trying to make me feel even more sorry. You don't need to, like I'm already there, but I'm not saying it was badly done in any way, but I do feel like. Okay, here's one more bad thing. That yeah, but I, after like, the surgery, it was she was laughing and it was they were eating that bread. Yeah, and she smiled and they both were laughing. And it was like okay, it's I was kind of like, like she did it. She's like a relief now. I can smile even again. with how the movie's supposed to feel. I think it could have been trimmed just a little because like if I get that feeling from it, then I feel like I wouldn't want to check. Like I sometimes I'll like check the time or check where I'm at in it. I do and too. That's but usually, I didn't do this one. But that's all. Yeah, exactly. But that's what it determines. Like sometimes, not always, like how you feel about the pacing. It's like, okay, Was if it I'm checking the time, really is sometimes it? Sometimes or always. Yeah. If I'm checking the time, is it paced as well as I want it to be? Maybe not. You know, if I check, it depends on how many times. Yeah, I'm I looking. guess I don't have a specific example. Yeah. But it did feel <laughs> a little bit long to me. Just. I thought it was great. No, I. Like the only time I have, I do think I looked and I was like. The only time I looked was I, mean, I was nine, like, I, I hope there's more to this. And then it ended up being like an extra like 16 minutes after I looked. Right. So I looked at like an hour, 24, 25. But and, and I was like, there was I, just something. I hope there's more to this. And there was, I was like, sweet. Yeah. There was just little things that just. Yeah. That's why. And then even the topics. Five. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There was just like little things that like I it's not at that perfect level for me. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Same. But it was I like great. this more than Portrait of a Lady. No. Oh, no, no way. <laughs> Not, see, oh, that's I the thing. Close. Like that's it's a clear distinction for me. Like yeah. that is way better. <laughs> yeah. But it even though it's only a half star for me, that's like I want to watch that again. See, I think that's where I'm at. Like, yeah. It, the difference is, you know, at least one where one star where. The gap between Portrait of Lady on Fire and this is yeah, not maybe, half a star, yeah. it's probably a full star. But yeah, you get into nitpicks and small things that just don't make it perfect. So Yeah, I I obviously didn't say it was perfect, but but it well, was yeah, everything close, very close. Everything it did was so technically sound and like mm-hmm. yeah, for I think for what it was going for, definitely. I just don't. I just think that like certain films and certain subjects have like a certain threshold, like in the, unless it breaks like that barrier of this not usual concept, but definitely not yeah. original. I guess maybe and those those can only hit so high for me. Yeah. Well, I try not and to compartmentalize were, movies. I know like I'm not that. saying try that, to make, but I'm saying like, like rate them all on the same scale. If it blew me out of the, Sorry. if it completely blew me away, I would have to give I would give this a five. But it didn't. In no way did it like break yeah. the right. mold. It was just I guess, the perfect mold, yeah the perfect movie you could do in that mold for me. And I will also say maybe it was the deafness of it. Like so, Portrait Lay on Fire was never like overt about what I was trying to say. Like I had to figure out it basically like it eluded me. It gave me all the hints, but it didn't pull my hand to the answer. Whereas this one, I felt like, some here you go. Are, this is sad here. This is sad. Want, yeah. Some hey, movies that 
This I is want that though. You this is the f- only feeling you can get from this, you know, like but I like it wasn't that like they do a close up on the on the guy kissing your hand and then they show it I think two or three more times. So yeah. It's like just that. It's like, yes, it's bad. Yeah. Versus like I don't know, like versus like I think they only did it twice. Leading me, guiding me to an answer. Yeah. I felt like on a rail, I guess. A tram line. Like yeah. Like it was one direction. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I still uh, like how not every worked. movie needs to be thought provoking. No, like, it is. Oh. This is this is like this is. No, but I feel yeah. like some movies I that like I don't mind that I didn't mind this movie. I liked it that it, it you yeah. followed this. I mean, so he's upgrade. saying, he's saying yeah. that it's it was good like that it's there. But you were with this girl and you you were filming her through this whole thing. Like you were right yeah. with her, following her this whole way. I didn't like. I didn't think that. This movie needed any type of thing to be like thought provoking or like it was for me, though. It's just it was thematic, but I wouldn't say it was it was more like hitting you over and over with it versus like just he's not saying make it into a mystery. He's saying only, you know, yeah, I know sometimes sometimes don't hit me over the head with it. Not a mystery. Like I beat over the head. Yeah, I already got it for this movie. That fits. Yeah. So I didn't need more of it. It could have been right. done with less, and I would still got the same amount of feeling from it. Maybe. But it was still great, and I, like it's a great, great movie. Like, but and it's not like an extreme example of that. I know no. what you're saying. It's yeah, like, it's hard to vocalize. Yeah, I guess. it I'm is. Bad with it's my good. Words. Very, very, very good. How it is, but just like a little bit, a slight change instead of a drastic change. A slight change would have been yeah, maybe even I don't perfect. Know. Would you have yeah. felt as engaged or as involved as? I think so, were. and that's what brought it down that half star for me. I think I would have been just as engaged if it didn't hold my hand so much, I guess. Or made it like more, yeah, more believable. Like, I mean, it is believable, but with how much they include and how much they're hitting you over the head with it, it's like, would this, is this how this would have played out realistically? It's like, is there like no nice Like, all the issues just, are real in yeah. there, <laughs> like but what? to this story. It's like, is there no good in the world at all? Like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I mean, the counselor was obviously yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying it isn't, but and all the again, I think it's amazing. I yeah, get the it fact the that they yeah. get the fact that they show like everything works out for her, or you know, basically everything works out for her, and that the way that she gets there through this, you know, it's very much saying that this is a good thing for people, mm-hmm. which is part of the message that the political message that it's putting across. Yeah. I, was, I, I I loved when she said, um, "Why or what are you? Why are you terminating this pregnancy? I'm not ready to be a mom yet." I liked that line a lot because it was like, like she's not just a kid, a, a woman with a kid. She's, I'm not ready to be a mom. Like, mm-hmm. and have all that entails to motherhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to be that her that acting debut that was. Yeah, it was amazing. For first, both of them. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, they were both good, really good. Yeah, I, I the reason I had this on my list for so long was because of Beach Rats. So I'm excited to see what she does next. And I want to see her other work now. I might mm-hmm. go on a little binge on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta watch her first one. I gotta rewatch Beach Rats also though. Speaking of other things that we watched or will watch, what else have you guys watched this week? Not a lot because Dev's kind of. I mean, I that mean, was like eight seven, episodes, eight hours yeah. of. This is my yeah, seven hours. This is my yep. busy week. I only had two days off. <laughs> seven hours of that. 
Plus, I, I mean, I've been watching Breaking Bad, and those are all yeah. Well, I mean, I know Devs long. was I know Devs was eight hours or how uh, just under like that, six, like six and a half. Six They're and about half. fifty. They're all around fifty minutes. I mean, so. we already had the that's dis- totally fine. We already had the discussion, which was I guess off air, technically off air, about Midnight Gospel that I've been watching. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Which I love so far. So, so you would recommend this? Yeah. So it's a Netflix show by Pennington Ward. Pennington, yeah, Pendleton, Pendleton, Pendleton Ward, Pendleton, the guy who started the P, (laughs) the guy, and it's Ward, P Ward, Pendleton, (laughs) the guy who did Adventure Time, has this new series on Netflix that's basically it, not basically it was a podcast, from a podcast, all of the talking that they did the animation story, the visual story to these interviews basically and it's like the visuals itself are interesting in what they do and even the overarching story has a story outside of what the words that are spoken in that this guy who's a podcaster for space very relevant space to caster. us podcast guys here so he goes to a different he, this is far into the future and it's very much an adult comedy show so there's a lot of like like literally the thing he uses to enter the virtual world, it looks like a vagina. So, but maybe that has some deeper meaning. I haven't tried to like look at the visuals alone that deep, but basically he, so he's a podcaster. He goes to different worlds that are about to basically end. They're dying worlds. Yeah. Dying worlds. And he picks a random person seemingly from that world who he thinks will be interesting and he goes there and interviews that person and the entire episode is the talk between him and the other person or persons and who are guests on his who are guests podcast. on the podcast but being interviewed by this cartoon character and it is a psychedelic ride of like visual like craziness if you've seen adventure time turn that to like 11 if you saw his episodes of Flapjack, yeah, of Flapjack, that's probably closer. To the Still realm. turn it up, <laughs> but like Adventure Time meets. Flapjack. So it has that kind of overarching story that I haven't that I want to dive into more, but also the actual podcast itself, which is very like interesting and insightful, and I feel like you could actually learn something from that covers very big topics like drugs and religion and existence. Like each episode has a totally different self-contained topic, so. You can dive into any episode you want, basically, and watch it. They're not like uh, co- they're not in any particular order. They're just. I mean, they are, to be. They are in order, I know, but, but like, no, I not from what I've seen. It's not like one leads to another. No, okay, doesn't seem like it. And even though it is a podcast, there are scenes that aren't the podcast. Well, yeah, and it must be voiced by the same guy who does the podcast. Well, he's he's part of, he's in this show still. Okay, yeah, because it. I don't know. It is. It's so actually called. I think it's called Duncan Tressel's Midnight, Midnight Gospel. Yep, Midnight Gospel. It's super interesting, and I've never. I have never seen anything like it. No, and it's hilarious. I heard of anything. It's insightful, and the visuals are very interesting to watch. So I highly recommend everybody check yeah. it out. I'll to especially check it out. if you like. At least a few um, episodes like Rick and Morty. This is kind of the opposite where it's like Rick and Morty is 
funny the whole time, but also really like kind of delving into these deep topics. This one is just straight up delving into the deep, these deep topics, but it also f- happens to be funny. Right. Yeah. It's not the comedy first. It's funny because of the conversations, I guess. Yeah. Versus being written to be funny. So no movies for you guys in? Nope. Uh, I was looking. I don't think so. I added like 10 to my right. watch list. But. Well, that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll get some in this week. Hopefully I watched one thing. Uh, big time adolescence. Uh, this is written and directed by Jason Orley. Um, stars Pete Davidson and Griffin Cluck. Yeah. Gluck. Cluck. Gluck. <laughs> Griffin Gluck. That's a weird last name. Cluck. Um, <laughs> oh, this so, is a Hulu movie. Isn't yeah. It? So this is a Hulu original. Um, and it's just basically a coming of age story, a more traditional one, a lot more traditional one about a kid in high school who never loses touch with her sister's ex-boyfriend. So he's like six years older than her or than him. Sorry. And they basically just, he grows up with him as like a best friend. So it's like, what would a 16 year old with a 22 year old best friend be like? And that's what this movie is. And he learns things along the way. Uh, anyway, I thought it was pretty good. Um, not as good as it could have been. I kind of have like a, I feel like I have like a soft spot for these movies and you know it was uh pretty well acted and everything Are and you it looked okay a quarter life crisis kyle i have, an, I have a daily life the, crisis so. <laughs> having a nostalgia nostalgia trip back to the good old days yeah i mean there are some parts i kind of relate with but um no i mean it's it's just it's how extreme it goes so it's like set in california and yeah this 16 year old kid is best friends with a 22 year old just the parental like controls there and like what he does in the movie too, just how he keeps going with this seems kind of unrealistic, but um, yeah, I still thought it was pretty good. So it's 2020 release. You guys might want to check it out. I'll add it to the list. What was the name? Big time. Uh, Big time adolescence. And yeah, I don't really, I don't really know anything about Pete Davidson's comedy, but I thought he played the, this role well. So machine gun Kelly's in it too. Oh yeah. He's one of the friends. (laughs) He's kind of funny in it, I guess. He's not terrible. Yeah, as an actor, it depends what he's doing. I don't like in this. I don't know. Every time I well. see him, I can't take him seriously. Yeah, what, what I think it was in like is? Nerve that was like kind of corny. Him I and just Nerve. Saw, uh, he was oh, in he Bird was Box in, uh, too. Bird Box. Yeah. That's exactly no, I've never seen Bird Box, but pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. So nothing else we watched. Um, nope. I guess that will bring us wrap it up here. I mean, we talked a lot about Dead, two episodes so. of uh, Breaking Bad. But. Yeah. I gotta Wait till we get done with a full season. Then you I can, gotta do seasons then you can You're making me want to watch it all over again. I've already seen it three times <laughs> through. What is it like? There's, only, there's not many episodes. I, total, there's is like, there? I thought there was like seven five, seasons. No, there's five seasons. Probably between like 40 50 and 50. Probably around there. Yeah, that's Cause 40 or 50 hours though because they're basically an hour yeah, long. Yeah, they're 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's a long lot of watching. Well, we'll catch up with that later. Uh, next episode... I think we talked a little bit about it, or Josh and I did. I don't know if Jacob didn't have anything to add. But uh, Extraction, which just came out on Netflix. I'm sure a lot of people will see that. Came out yesterday, Friday. And then this has been on my watch list for a while. It was supposed to come out in 2019, but it didn't. So HBO bought it, and they just released it today, tonight, which is Saturday. Uh, Bad Education with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I think those should be the two featured. And then, of course, anything else. If you guys want to add, we can talk about it. No, I, mean, I, I added quite a few to my list, but I don't know if you guys are interested in watching. 2020 movies? No. Okay. <laughs> They're so, all old. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll post. Uh, I'm pretty, but probably pretty firm. So last time in the premium, we discussed um, what the next one would be, and I thought I realized that didn't make sense because only the people that listen to the premium will know what the next one will be. <laughs> so we should announce on the regular show that it's my pick, and you guys each get a guess. You get one guess. So this is a series. Mm-hmm. I'll, so I'll tell you what, it's a trilogy. I already, I already have a guess. The right first now. one. Oh, do you want, do you want to use your guess then? Uh, I was I don't gonna know. give you some clues. Well, I was gonna say I'm gonna go for it. Matrix trilogy. No. Damn it. This is, but this might fit this description. Not really, but the first one is held as in high regard, one of the best movies of all time. The second one, that some was people. Not first. The Matrix. second one, some people like more than the first one, but it's they're wrong. It's. it's <laughs> I already know. It. Right? I got it now. The third one is trash, which I have never seen. So I've seen the first one a lot. Oh. I've seen the second one once or twice. I've never seen the third. What is it? I already have another guess. Go but, ahead. But I should let him guess first, right? First one is. Is it Godfather? Yes. Yes. Damn I've it. never seen. Damn it. it. <laughs> I can't remember a lot. I think I've seen it at least one. I've only seen the first one. I can't remember it all. So you've never seen the second one? I've only seen the first one. Either of you. Seen the second or and you can't remember anything from the first no, one? Yeah, so basically it'd be starting new. Yeah. I've there only seen the first so one. So that's a good pick then. Coppola. When Coppola. he said the, Coppola. one of the best movies Coppola. all time, Coppola. instantly <laughs> took yeah. Matrix out of the... Well, I guess first. Gonna be hey, the first one is, is held in high regard. Was, the first one's yeah. held in high regard. Oh, yeah, that one's... I was, I was thinking first when he said the first one was held high regard and he didn't like the second one. I was thinking Star Wars for a second, but then he never saw the third one. I'm like, he's definitely seen the third Star Wars movie. So then I'm like, okay, I got to go with God. And I didn't say I didn't like it more. I said some people like it more. You said the first. One yeah, like but everybody more. likes the second one more and you don't. So oh, that's true. With Star Wars. Yeah. Like pretty much everyone <laughs> likes Empire Strikes yes. Back more Except than for A New Hope. So that will be the next premium. We're recording the Lord of the Rings premium tonight, and that will be out next month. Follow us on Instagram, Southern Cinema Podcast. Oh. Uh, Facebook. The, the podcast, gotcha. <laughs> you can send questions to southerncinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I'm on Letterboxd and Untapped at JSAL517. That's JSAL517. I'm on both as Josh underscore Saldana. All right, uh, logo and art is done by DJ Mike Holiday. We'll see you guys in a week. Cheers, guys. <laughs>